Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. As a podiatrist, our job carries risk. Get protection for your career with malpractice insurance by MedPro Group, the industry's oldest and most trusted carrier. Visit medpropodiatry.com slash she's a DPM today for a free quote. So welcome back everybody to she's a DPM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Oxman. And on today's segment of she's a future DPM, we welcome second year podiatry student Paula Evans to the podcast. So welcome to she's a future DPM. Hello. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this is such an amazing platform that you provide for students um, all over the world. And, you know, you let uh, female physicians come speak their minds. So I think it's so awesome. And I'm on cloud nine being here. So thank you so much. I, well, thank you for taking the time. I know as a student, free time is um, a, a cherished thing. So thank you for taking a weekend to kind of talk to me. I'm excited to get to see hear about like your perspective of being a second year podiatry student. Um, before we get into it, why don't you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know me, uh, my name is Paula. I'm from Nebraska. Originally, I did one year of um, undergraduate at a community college where I thought I wanted to be um, a business major. <laughs> and then I transferred to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and decided um, that medicine was for me. And that's when um, I did four years of college there, a little bit more of a non-traditional route because I did a child youth and family studies uh, major with a psychology minor. Um, so I got to do a lot of classes, um, learning about family relationships and stuff like that, not just full-time science student. So that was really awesome. And then I did a gap year um, after that, and now I'm a second year podiatry student at DMU and I'm loving every second about it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so you, how did you know that medicine and like becoming, yeah, pursuing a career in podiatry was like the right path for you? Uh, so it's a very funny story because, um, I had a really best friend in high school who, just always spoke his mind and everything. And um, he asked me what I was majoring in, you know, as we were graduating high school and I told him business. And he, first thing he told me was, I don't see you doing that. And I, I didn't believe him. And then I started sitting and thinking about it. And I said, I think he's right. <laughs> like Maybe that's a sign. So I shadowed, you know, somebody in business, which is really interesting to shadow somebody in business because there's so many things to shadow. Um, and I realized it was not for me and they told me um, it wasn't for them either. So I decided to start researching different things, what I wanted to go into. And that's when I started shadowing um, some doctors in my hometown. And it was a pediatrician who I shadowed. First day, she took me in to see a C-section of twins. And I was just mind blown that that is a possibility for me to do that. So I decided, Hey, why not? Let's try medicine. I love being hard on myself. So let's, let's work towards it. So that's kind of, kind of a funny story, but, um, 
all oh, the first day of going it. into medicine and seeing the <laughs> c-section yeah. yeah that's that's an intense <laughs> day yeah it was good though and you know they told me uh if you get queasy you can stand against the wall and I was like oh my gosh what is about to happen right now and that's when I was like yeah, that was intense, <laughs> but it, it was overall amazing. And the doctor I shadowed was amazing. Um, she's a big part of why I really wanted to go into medicine. Um, so yeah, very interesting story. <laughs> very. I mean, people like pass out just seeing like a nail removal for the first time. <laughs> so, I mean, that means you just, yeah, this is probably the right calling then. <laughs> if you were able, like first day, be like, yeah, I can handle it. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Actually, the amount of C-sections I've seen is kind of just crazy because I did a summer undergraduate research program at UNMC in Omaha, and it was working on the uh, maternity floor. And uh, I got to go in and see a lot of C-sections and we were dissecting placentas like in the lab. So I was there to catch the placenta. So I just stood there and watched all the time watching and the amount of twins I've seen born from a C-section is insane uh, for someone who's going into podiatry. So <laughs> um, very uh, unique quality about me or fun, interesting fact about me is that I've seen a lot of C-sections. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would say yeah. you're probably, uh, I have not seen any. So anyway, <laughs> but when did you first like discover podiatry? So um, my university has an advisor, but they were very general pre-med advisor. So I always went to her because I just was trying to figure out my life every single day. <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? What med school am I going to go to? What should I do to be better? And um, I always did a ton of research, tried to shadow a lot of physicians around my hometown. And I came across someone who was a podiatrist. And I just thought originally that that was a specialty that was amongst MDs and DOs. And um, I went and asked my advisor about what a podiatrist does, because I really didn't get much answers. And uh, Google's kind of confusing if you just Google what is a podiatrist. Um, and she really couldn't give me very many answers. So I said, well, I'm going to figure this out on my own. So I shadowed the podiatrist and I ended up falling in love with it and um, kind of just asked him a million questions of like, um, what does the day-to-day -day look like? What, how are, close are you with your family? You know, just all those super important questions um, to how I want my life to look later. And he hit the nail on the head every single time with um, just how my morals and my wants and needs later in life just seem to match up with that profession. So uh, that kind of goes into why I picked it. Okay, that's an interesting. And I think uh, you asking specifically, like, what does life look like in like podiatry and making sure that you can build your life around like the career that you want. Um, I know when we were discussing that you said like you're a first generation college student, you come from a large family um, uh, and also have a background of being in the foster care system and homelessness. So I would love to, if you'd be able to kind of like discuss how go, coming, like going through college and going to medical school as being like a first generation student. Yeah. Yeah. Uh super crazy. Um, first generation college student, first of all, in and of itself is a lot of work. Um, I had no idea what a FAFSA was, <laughs> didn't know why I had to fill out all these papers every year. Um, but you know, you live 
you learn and you just get used to doing all this stuff. Um, but I am the eldest of six kids in my family and um, we never had a lot growing up. And one thing led to another um, with my family's divorce when I was like 11, 12 years old. And I ended up um, becoming homeless um, in and out of uh, some rescue missions. We traveled a lot, lived in vans, um, ended up traveling to California, living on the beach for a little bit, living in trailer parks. Um, I'm pretty sure I skipped my sixth grade year. <laughs> I was talking to somebody about that and I was like, what did you learn in sixth grade that I didn't? Because I realized um, I wasn't in school. I was, you know, out living wherever I could live and eating out of these rescue missions. And it was really tough because there was um, three of us at the time, me, my brother, and my dad. Um, so not a lot of rescue missions can take three people at a time. And that's something you don't realize because, you know, you have to go through it to realize it. Um, so then I finally came back um, here to Nebraska. And that's when I uh, went through a lot of court, the court system, and they decided to put me in foster care. And I was in foster care for about a year and a half. Um, very interesting experience. You know, you meet a lot of kids uh, who they either lose their parents or they're in something similar to what you're in. And uh, you just kind of live life day by day. You can't um, hang out with anybody outside of school. You can't call somebody without uh, it being recorded or restricted. Uh, you can't really do any activities outside school. Let's just go to school, come home, do these organized chores. And you're just kind of living in a house with kids who have experienced the same thing you are. So you just learn to, to not trust anything around you and, um, you know, just kind of focus on yourself. So um, as my life went on, you know, I'm super fortunate that um, I'm living with my mom and um, my stepdad has adopted me. So I uh, changed my last name my senior year of high school and that's super awesome. And I just decided, you know, I don't wanna be a statistic of someone, you know, they say you went through foster care, you went through homelessness, um, they're gonna be addicted to drugs, they're gonna be addicted to alcohol. You know, that was not something that I wanted for myself. So I decided, why not make something of my name? Why not, you know, put something into my family? Because family right now is so huge to me. I now have uh, five younger siblings who are my, my life. I am 95% of my personality is me being the oldest sibling. <laughs> um, and, you know, I feel like I don't owe my mom a lot, but I, a lot of things I do is for my mom because I feel like um, she made everything work ever since um, I was growing up. Um, sorry, <laughs> being in being in foster care and everything, she just really helped me look on the bright side of things. And you know, going through high school, I was always on those free reduced lunches, um, and I was always wondering, like, why can't I do these activities that other people are doing? You know, I you just like didn't have the money and. I thought everybody was like that, um, but as I got older, I realized not everyone had to go through something that I did. Um, so, you know, you learn, you learn to live with it and you learn to persevere and um, start to find your reason why on uh, why you want to make your life better um, in that sense. 
So I was very fortunate to graduate high school. Um, and then I was like, well, I do want to go to college. Uh, so I went to college and that's when I started to decide I wanted to go to medicine. So um, wow. yeah, I'm very fortunate, very, very fortunate. Thank you very much for sharing your story too. Cause I think other people listening will be very inspired or also maybe somebody out there that's like, I don't think I can go to college or I can't go to medical school. So that's very, you're sound like a great role model for your younger siblings too. So thank you for sharing that. So yes, you decided to pursue podiatry and you ended up at Des Moines University. Tell me why Des Moines? Oh, <laughs> you know, first of all, Nebraska is not very far away. So that's really nice. That's where my family lives. Um, but when I was going through all of my interviews, um, you know, I had a stronger personal statement because I was able to write about me being um, through all that stuff when I was younger. And DMU was the only school to ask me um, why or how I feel and like how my family's doing. And that was kind of like the point where I realized the school cares about me without even knowing me. What are they going to do for me when they know me? So that's kind of one of the main reasons why I picked DMU. They really looked into my application and didn't really ask me the, what's your GPA? What's your science GPA? They asked me personal stuff. And I think that was really huge for me. And I am so, so glad that I picked DMU uh, for that reason. That's all. That just made me proud of my alma alma mater. Um, And then, so what is life like, like a normal day in the life of a second year podiatry student? Yeah. So at DMU, second year, first semester versus second semester is so incredibly different. Um, First semester, we had class uh, five to eight hours a day, um, two exams a week. And it was just a lot. At one time we were doing, you know, learning the whole body because as podiatrists, we don't treat you know, just the feet, it's all connected. Um, so that first semester was a lot of test taking, a lot of learning, a lot of stuff, um, and then doing a lot of practice scenarios versus this semester is a lot of lab, uh, a little bit less amount of lectures, and it's super podiatry focused. Um, this semester is actually my favorite so far of all of them. Um, you know, we're able to learn everything about the foot and ankle and put everything we've learned the last, however long we've been learning this, um, put it all together. And I just, I was saying the other day, how crazy it is that I'm about to start seeing patients here in like four months, (laughs) five months. Um, so I just, you know, every day realize I'm just so fortunate to keep learning uh, all this stuff. And one day it'll all come together. Yeah. You have a great attitude about that too and it time like flies by like before you know you're like wait I've been out of podiatry school for how long it's crazy Uh, what are some ways that you like to stay organized um in school so I'm gonna go a little bit different route with this answer um because I am very lucky to have a partner who is so invested in my career as I am. He is an engineer um, right now, so he's not in school, which is what I highly recommend. (laughs) He uh, just makes every day so much better as far as like 
you know, I'll take care of supper or all this stuff. But he even jumps into helping me look at my externships and my residencies. And he created this 3D interactive map where you can um, click on the city you want to go to and it'll tell you everything about that residency and, you know, what statistics they have about that city. And like he made little circles around suburbs that we might like and just like a lot of things that I would not have the time to do he is making it so much easier on me. So that's amazing. Um, but secondly, I am more of a visual person. So I really enjoy marker boards, um, watching videos on something I don't learn or don't know about. And, um, I still take old fashioned handwritten notes, which is kind of crazy, but I do. <laughs> and I also cannot really go to class because I have to learn things on my own first. And then I watched at two times speed and then I'm like, wait, 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 what did you say 15 seconds ago? And I had to rewind it all the time. So more of a visual audio learner. Um, and so I just kind of take what I know works best for me and I run with it. And I think all those things combined help me succeed right now. Um, what Ready to protect your future? Working with patients comes with risks and most podiatrists never see a malpractice lawsuit coming. Protect your career with the industry's leading malpractice insurance from MedPro Group. With MedPro, you get great coverage and peace of mind, plus discounts for avoiding claims and taking risk management courses. Visit medpropodiatry.com slash she's a DPM for a free quote today. That's medpropodiatry.com slash S-H-E-S-A-D-P-M. Now back to our show. Um, what is, He created that kind of like that inner... Chris could maybe do something with that. Just letting you know, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, what a great he's amazing. Yeah, he even took, he's a big Excel guy. Uh, so he took, he has a big Excel spreadsheet of all the residency cities. And there's like a hundred different columns of um, the population size, um, how much they make as a resident and like what the average house cost is. And like, there's just so many different things you wouldn't even think of, like what the Zillow score is. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> but it's so helpful because I'm like, wait, 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 do I want to live in this city? What's the crime rate? Like things I randomly think of. And I'm like, I don't even have to Google it. It's in this spreadsheet. <laughs> so he's oh been amazing with that, but yeah, kudos to him. <laughs> yeah, that's on, I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds like a wonderful loving partner. So mm-hmm. kind of dove into like what your normal day looks like as a second year. Um, Compared to first year, what have you learned the most about like yourself and your study strategies or like, what was that transition like? So first year was insane. I think every single person would agree and say, you cannot pay me enough money to redo first year. Absolutely chaos Um, in a good way though. Sometimes (laughs) it was high adrenaline. My mindset was go, go, go all the time. I thought I had to be studying 24 seven. But then it came to a point where I started to realize I was becoming unhealthy. I wasn't really working out. I wasn't um, eating the best. I was drinking energy drinks when I knew I shouldn't be like 4 PM. (laughs) So it messed up my sleep. And then it was just a constant cycle of um, a lot of and once I got through it, we had a little bit of a summer off and my goal for second year was 
to really become the structured person that I want to be as a physician, not just as a student. So I took second year, learned to take my time. I took my study habits that I know work well, and I emphasize them. Um, I'm a morning studier, so I do best in the morning. I wake up about 6 to 6.30 a.m., get my best studying done before noon. And then if I'm tired at 6 p.m., I'm tired at 6 p.m., I did my best, and you know I let myself rest. And that's uh, something that's been a big transition from first to second year I've allowed myself to do. And I would highly recommend for everybody, uh, please take care of yourself um, and enjoy every single day um, because this is your journey. And I don't want to look back and think it was miserable. I want to look at it and think, wow, that was kind of fun. Um, and it kind of is in a way. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. It yeah. Is like, and you have like the ability to learn this like you get the opportunity I get it you have a wonderful mindset on that do you have any advice for pre-med students who may be interested in pursuing a career in podiatry yes uh please please think about this specialty and this is all pre-med students give it a shot go shadow a few different podiatrists uh, because there are so many different things we can do and not a lot of people realize it. Uh, you know, one podiatrist I shadowed, he made his own orthotics and that's what he focused on was that another podiatrist I shadowed did a lot of surgery and, you know, some of them focus on the ankle, some of them focus on wounds and it's just crazy the amount of different things you realize you can do. Um, so as I said earlier, I took uh, some questions to the physician and I said, what is your day-to-day -day look like? How much time do you spend with your kids? Um, do you see your wife that often, you know, that was just a lot of, uh, things that I think you should think about your values and what you want later in life and take it into shadowing and ask all the pertinent questions. Don't just be on cloud nine while you're there. Think about, okay, is this for real? Is this what I want? Because I think if you think about it, I think podiatry would be for you. Um, and definitely shadow, shadow, shadow. That is like crazy. I can't say that enough. Um, please just shadow. Don't, don't think, oh yeah, I like feet. I'll go into podiatry. Please shadow <laughs> because you'll, you'll be so surprised at how much stuff I, a podiatrist can do. And you know, that'll help you love it even more. So that's a bonus. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. And then what is something outside of school that you're currently learning or doing? Uh, yeah, so I really enjoy cooking. I spend a lot of time on Pinterest um, trying to find healthier recipes. And I thought I hated onions, um, but then I started making things that had a lot more onions in them. And I realized I actually don't mind onions. So the other day I made bruschetta chicken and something I'd like, couldn't even have told you what it was a year ago. <laughs> um, but I just try to find these new things where I'm like, okay, because I kind of got tired of the chicken and rice and plain stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my friend and I decided to start a book club. Uh, so we're reading a lot of uh, Colleen Hoover books and mystery books, and uh, we're doing a book club. And so far I've already read two books this month, which is kind of crazy. If you think about it, I'm still studying, I promise. <laughs> but uh, we decided to start a book club. And then I guess I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> That's and then good. we also, <laughs> we also uh, 
play intramural volleyball at DMU. So that's something I highly enjoy doing. So I did it in high school. So um, it's fun to just, um, you know, do something you love all the time when it's outside of school. So uh, yeah, those are really the three things I like doing the most. Reading books outside of medicine, it can be so difficult. So that's really a huge accomplishment if you've already read two this month. I think uh, think I'm a really fast reader. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I just, I try to read an hour before bed. So I, you know, I uh, relax a little bit and I ended up reading one book in like five days. So it was just so fast. I was like, okay, this is not normal, but okay. (laughs) Go on to the next one. I'm going to be ahead of book club. (laughs) (laughs) What's a tip you wish you could tell your younger self about choosing or pursuing a career in podiatry? Yeah. Uh, so this one kind of hits home for me a little bit, um, you know, with a little bit of an unfortunate background, I would tell myself, um, really be proud of yourself. You have come so far, whether you get into podiatry school, whether you finished a test last week and, you know, you might be a little bit discouraged. Think about where you were this time last year. And it, you were thinking the same thing. You were thinking, I wish I was a year ago for now, or I wish I was in podiatry school already. I wish I was a second year already. And I would just say, really take the time to enjoy where you're at and tell yourself you are doing amazing because you are. Even if your grades aren't good, it's fine. You're still doing it. This is hard. Um, everything in life is hard and really learn to enjoy all that stuff. That's so well said and very um, great advice to everyone listening. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to share your experiences and insights. And I'm looking forward to seeing everything that you do and accomplish in your career and just your growth in the field. You're already halfway through, you're more than halfway through school. So it's happening. It's happening. (laughs) If anybody would like to reach out to you, where could they contact you at? Yeah, uh, they can contact me on my Instagram. It's paula.a.evans, or they can also email me. um, It's p-a-d-o-w-d-y-29 at gmail.com. And that was my last name. So get that sent out. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll, I'll, uh, include that in the show notes, just in case if anybody does want to talk, uh, or has any questions. Um, thank you again for taking the time to be on. And I had a great time talking with you. Yeah, I did too. Thank you so much. Uh, please reach out anybody. I would love to help anybody. I'll hype you up. I'll tell you, I think you're amazing. <laughs> so please reach out and thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Take the next step to protect your career in podiatric medicine and surgery with industry-leading malpractice insurance from MedPro Group. MedPro gives you better coverage, better pricing, and better peace of mind. Visit medpropodiatry.com slash she's a DPM to learn more. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.